0: Welcome to the We Are segment of podcast this is episode 128 and I'm here with Mr. Miles Jolly only (laughs) this week only this week and I am definitely your favorite immigrant, Mr. Mario Lopez. Now we have a guest now. I don't know why these people want to come talk to us, but we have uh, Alana Matthews. She's running for DA District Attorney, if I get it right. Yes. So there you go. You heard her voice.
1: Hello. Thank there you. I'm yeah. so happy to be here. So yeah. I have to represent Alana yeah. Matthews. I've been here for 25 years, but yeah. I was born and raised in Gary, Indiana. So I got a rep- G.I. Hey, right
0: a long, yeah. long yeah. way from home, but she she's with us now. That's
1: right. She's it's definitely
0: we are a segmental character. So we're we kind of give you the rundown on how we do things um, and we'll get through our segments and then, you know. Yeah. We'll get to know you we'll a little feel better. Feel
2: free to interject.
0: Yep. Yeah. All that We're used stuff. to it. We love to All your right. Voice.
1: Let's go.
0: Mighty's not here, so you got to interrupt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Where> <laughs> but, uh But uh, let me take care of business before Miles gives me. Look, man, it's we true. are brought to you in part by Oak Park Room Company. If you're down with OPB, yeah. yeah you, you know, know me. me. Look, man, they're open Monday through Sunday. They're doing amazing things. Our beer is still over there. The we are Sacramento I'm Beer, sure. the Amber Pilsner. It's, it's winter. It's People don't drink a Pilsner on the winter. That's yeah, true. But they got me you know <laughs> so i'm there almost every day no i'm just playing um so yeah man go check them out man they're always doing things for the community they just had a toy drive and drive and we hosted there were a drop-off location for our jacket drive that we did and they're always doing these kinds of things and they're always trying to get involved with the community in this way so go check them out and if you're not with opb yeah, yeah you, you know me, me. look man what was about to you in park by mxl Mike's. Marty's not here.
2: She's not. She's but not. We still sound so beautiful. But we
0: still Ooh. sound beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, look, man. If you got a podcast, want to start a podcast, MXL mics. I'm not going to sing it, though. No, don't. Yeah. yeah it'll, Marty will well get upset. Um, but look, man, go check them out. They're amazing. MXLMikes.com. And according to Marty, in spirits
2: we sound so beautiful <laughs> sound
0: and looks so good Look, man. <laughs> all right and we got two podcasts we want to give a shout out to we produce them here at we are Sacramento Studios the loft 916 we do what we do and one of them is somebody oh. needs to hear this with Bella Chang the premise Bella. is healed people heal people how music takes a big part in your healing and it can get you through some things. I know some of us got a lot of breakup songs, depending on how many <laughs> girlfriends we have had or boyfriends. Go check I, her out. I never thought I
2: would <laughs> until, until I got divorced. <laughs> it's man. one of them days, oh, man.
0: Yeah, but go check that one out. Another podcast that we produce is Art Everywhere with Phil Nandez. He's another one that's doing a great job. He is pretty much interviewing a bunch of dope Sacramento local artists having that conversation about what it takes to be an artist all the troubles and tribulations that it takes to be an artist in an up-and-coming city you know what I mean so uh, go check that one out
2: the hustle of an artist
0: yeah you know what I mean it's a hell of a thing it's a stress that I do not want to have Um, (laughs) but this brings me to my rant of the day so I don't know if many people that listen to us are of the Mexican descent. I'm not Mexican, but I am Salvadorian. But I truly appreciate Mexican music. Um, Marty and I are. This is true. But I think I listen to more Hispanic music than any of uh, anybody in this room. I'm just going to assume. Yeah, it's true. That's a, a fair
2: assumption. Yeah, fair, fair assumption. Confused. You
0: know what I mean? Um, so Vicente Fernandez, I don't know if you know who that is. Do not. Vicente Fernandez passed away. Um, he is pretty much the GOAT. I know when, who that is. You know who that is. Yeah. Um, he's the guy that sings E volver, volver, volver. So <laughs> the homeboy passed away. He is definitely the GOAT. I was bumping him all day at work today. And, you know, just in homage to him yeah. and what he yeah, yeah. what he kind of did for the for the culture, you know, and I think um, when a lot of people think of uh, immigrants, uh, it's a lovely thing that what happens is that so many, of us, so many of us come from so many different places, but we end up listening to the same music, whether it's uh, Mexican artists, Colombian artists, Venezuelan, Chilean, Argentinian, it doesn't matter. Once we make it here, it's almost like we start to gain such much, so much more knowledge about our cultures that come from different countries. And me, I would always not, I, there was, I never liked it till I got older. You
2: know, uh, uh, Vicente like, Fernández, Mexican music, yeah. or just that, that just that genre, okay. like okay. rancheras,
0: right? Because I, I, I guess because I hadn't gone through a breakup, <laughs> 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 and then I didn't feel the words for what it was, and yeah. then I started like listening to his stuff, and the guy really knew how to do his thing.
1: But I would say, yeah, that his music is so powerful. Oh you don't yeah. even have to go through a breakup. No, you don't. You don't even have to speak the language. it, it, it will come through.
0: You feel it, you feel it, it, you feel is, that man's power, voice.
1: It's powerful, yeah. You know, and I'm yeah, gonna
0: play that's one what song I love about
2: music too. Like one of that's my favorite songs. Bella's
0: podcast. One of my one of my favorite songs, and it's pretty much also kind of like a kudos to Bella and how I started yep. looking at music and really taking it for what it is. And I'm like, oh shit! Like I really do listen to music. I'm not just because there's consumers and then there's people that really uh-huh. appreciate the right. music. You know what I mean? So here's one of my faves. I mean that trumpet. I mean, recipes to the go. You know what I mean? This is not about tacos and coronas. No, this, this is about some culture. Yeah. Like, this is really trap music, if you really think about it. If you break it down, it's trap music with a different beat. It's <laughs> trap, music. trap music. It's <laughs> trap music. It's the Mexican <laughs> trap music. Let's go. Uh, so, it turn it up like 18 BPM. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? But... This right here, you hear it. I mean, you this is one of them, you hear it everywhere. Yep. Um, but just I just wanted to just kind of bring that into into kind of into the light of about how important it is to appreciate where we come from and where other people come from. Because I know from being Salvadorian, my first what I was thought was like, well, Mexicans are like this, and Salvadorians we're like this, so we're just not supposed to get along. But how are we not supposed to get along when we all have all this dope-ass music right. to listen to? Thank
2: you, yeah. man. And that's you know? just one tiny little part of yeah. people and culture. Like, yeah.
0: So, you know, man. and it all has to do with the reasons why we come here. At the end of the day, there's something that I was listening to, and this is how I do my homework. Um, so when I looked up Alana Matthews, I, you know, she's, and we'll get there a little bit deeper. So I go, it turns down to one thing, and it's morals, and being relatable. And one of them is we all want to be happy. We all want to be free in some kind of way. Yes. And we all want some kind of justice. Mm-hmm. And I learned, you know, I was watching that and it was on a, I think you were on on another podcast on YouTube. I forget what the name of it was, but it was one of the first ones that came up. So I was like, oh, this is kind of dope because that's kind of everything that we stand for. So, you know, kudos to you for, for your morals. And we're kind of, we'll get more into that, but just wanted to tie that in and to go, we may all look different. We all may have a different color, different shade of everything, but we're all the same. And so that was my... Rant of the day in less than ten minutes. Wow, that was nice. That's that was a awesome. nice well rant. Well done. Yeah, yeah. So my rants, like you know, sometimes, sometimes they're okay. Sometimes they're
2: multifaceted. You know, <laughs> yeah. double prong, yeah. triple prong, however we want to say it. But, but I figure yeah.
0: we'll have somebody important in here, so we don't want to make it look bad either. <laughs> 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 but yeah, no. Oh, but yeah, that was uh, that was my rant of the day. But you know, All we've right, got a like next. It's as ratchet ass sports with. Mr. Miles, Jolly. yeah, white chocolate.
2: It is so the white chocolate without her, without
0: money's not here. Because yeah. like, ooh, ooh, right, ooh.
2: Yeah, like wait, no, it's not my turn yet. This is too soon. My cue's not after you. It's after her. Yeah. Damn. All, all right. right. So, man, like I say all the time, we don't talk about our little segments beforehand. But I'm also going to talk about the goats or a goat and not the animal. Uh, another. Mm-hmm. Meh. Meh. Wrong one. <laughs> Really though, what, uh, so we all, uh, that, what's the acronym? Is there,
0: sure. Is that what it'd be? Goat? Yes. I wasn't okay. even born in this country, but go but ahead. But
2: man, you know, I, I don't know this stuff. So greatest <laughs> of all time, in case you're unsure of what GOAT means. Um, yeah. So really, I kind of want to pose this question to not only the, the group here, but uh, all y'all. So what is the difference between the GOAT and the best? And mm. if the GOAT may or may not still be playing, Does that also mean they're still the best that there is currently? You want me to give an example?
0: let's have the guests go first. I
1: think the best is the best at that time. And Mm. I think the greatest of all time is kind of spans.
2: So, more maybe.
0: I look at greatest of all time as
2: objective rather than objectively. So, more. I look at
0: that as a mindset. Like, GOAT is kind of like, because there's so many good people. like, like, okay, like, okay, fuck. Like, Michael Jordan, okay. Right, like, you okay, can So, that's by far, you know. <sighs> but why? Why is Go it Michael? Go Bulls,
1: since you, since you brought up Michael Jordan.
0: Right. Right. No, and I love Michael Jordan. I didn't love the Bulls, but I love Michael Jordan because, and I think that's what it, I guess if you could make people that are not fans of your team like you. There's something that has to be said about that, right? Like, I don't like your team. I hate everything your team stands for. I don't like Phil Jackson because I don't even like the way he walks. He walks like a giraffe. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I fucking love Michael Jordan. Why? I don't know. It wasn't because he was on Space Jam. It was because he just made everyone better. Not only his team, but everyone else. What about Kobe? Same thing. I would go because generationally he was the go to his generation too. Like, I will and compare- I can't stand the lake show. I cannot, I cannot stand, stand the, the lake show. Yeah, and but- I, Alana, like, obviously you cannot stand the Lakers. You can say that here.
1: I, I'm a Bulls fan that yeah. hard through and yeah. through so- just just hometown. Yeah. I look at the GOAT as the best of the best.
2: Yeah. Okay. Does it include on-court and off-court? Or on-field, off-field behavior? Oh,
1: somebody saw that special about Michael Jordan. Yeah. Well, of course. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. We talked about that. But, we did, yeah. Because in, in my opinion, you know, you could be who you are off the court. Like, I think GOAT, in that terms, that's what you do on the field, the court, the pitch, whatever. Yeah. But
1: I look at it in terms of, because, you know, if we're just going to stick with Michael Jordan, he's the GOAT for basketball. So yeah. I'm really only judging his skill or what uh-huh. he does on the court. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So that's how I look at it yeah so
2: LeBron. okay so we and i agree universally of that era it's mike all day mj he had it from shoes to advertising to everything there now of this era we would have to take away advertising because there's so many players that have shoe deals there's so many players that are on tv all the time so that's kind of null and void between the goat standard yeah LeBron's on TV just commercials just as much as say a Steph Curry. Yeah, cuz
0: I mean being the GOAT has nothing to do with money. It's just whatever your management can get you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The money and, the and maybe how personal the money you basketball are players get or, off court has nothing to do with their talent. It has everything to do with their management. Yep. So maybe they maybe they're
2: and maybe they're, they're, yeah. they're a personability on a camera or yeah. off a camera. Yeah. Uh, can there be two GOATs of the same
0: era? I think they, I, that's what I said like for me it just falls it goes down to like it's a mindset. Like, it's people that not only make their environment better, but just like, like when Michael Jordan and Kobe were playing, they made the NBA better because like, look, when the Lakers play any team, when Kobe was around, they gave him a run for the money every fucking time. And it doesn't even have to be when Kobe's just around. It has to
2: be just because it's the Lakers. It's the Lakers. Or the Celtics. Or the Knicks. So I
0: think it has to kind of be like, even if we go like, okay, like best of all time. Okay. uh, Greatest of all time. Then what's the best team? And what's this? And it's a, and, and we do that and, and we, we do, do that. that and as it's fans such Cincinnati. an unending conversation, mm-hmm. if that's even a word. It um, you know what I mean? It is today. It was uh, for me. <laughs> I knew what it meant. I knew a couple of Greek people. I made that one up. They uh-huh. told me I could. Um, but it's just it's like I, think I I look at it as a mindset and how you behave, and you just got to make everyone, not just your team, better. I think that's that's what a goat means to me. But I mean, it's, is LeBron James a goat? Uh,
1: <sighs> you have the right to remain silent. You do. You know Anything what? you say? It
0: can and will be used against me mm-hmm. in the court of law. Goddamn. Um, you know, I will say that I love LeBron's outside of the court behavior because he is really a good dude, like a good man. Like, he really behaves like a good guy. You know, he does things for his community. He, like, you know, but real G's mess up too. And when he's on the court, like, he really upsets me. Because of how he behaves.
2: And I feel like he behaves, he knows he's the GOAT sometimes. Mm. As does my other example, but not in a different way, is Steph Curry a GOAT? I think so. They're the same, essentially the same era of basketball. Yeah. So can there be two GOATs in the same era? I think so.
0: Alana? Alana?
1: Why not? As long as we're talking about basketball. Yeah, yeah. 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 I figured, well, when we start talking about elections, it's, it's only yeah. Oh, one. That's yeah. Right. Only right. one. There's only
0: one yeah. out here. You know,
2: there can only be one winner or loser, of course, and we know who that's going to be. So, but
0: <laughs> I like
2: you. That was oh good. That was God, well played. Y-
1: y'all told me You're I could jump DA. in, any can jump in any time.
2: <laughs> you Be all you. That's good. Be you. All right. So, yeah, I guess. All right, because I don't really think there's... Sh- <laughs> yeah, there could be two goats. Yeah. Right, because... I don't know. LeBron's great, but should've. honestly, I really think Steph is a much better all-around ball player. Than yeah. them, like, Steph Curry, yeah, by far.
0: So do accolades
2: matter? I think accolades are a TVs, matter of situation because,
0: I mean, accolades are a matter of situation. Can you be a GOAT without having the accolades? I think so. I think Charles Barkley was a fucking GOAT. That's a he great ain't never example. won anything.
2: Yes, that is a great example because of somebody who's universally yeah. recognized as the
0: goat. I it think tank. I think when it comes to NBA players, like we look up to NBA players or athletes and any other. I think he was the realest human in the NBA we've ever seen in the sense of Charles. Charles, he okay. messed up. He apologized. He's done great things. He's done bad things. He's put them someone through a fucking window. But that that made Shock him a bad ball guy. Ball at his yeah. head. Yeah. yeah. Or no, he threw no, it ball, he at, the ball at, at Shaq. Yeah, but I think right. he made bad decisions, but that to me didn't make, that made him a real person to me that just happened to love basketball. And then Charles and took to dinner after. And <laughs> they went out to dinner after. Yep. So I think it's a matter of the way we, the way we look at people. I think that can change the way we need to examine people in a better, better understanding, right? Because really it's
2: us, the fanatics that, yeah. you know, because that's what fan is. It stands for yeah. fanatic people. Yeah. That's right. really what we do. We put these yeah. labels on people. They go yeah. out there and play a game they love. And yeah. really, it's just fun to be, to, in my opinion, between other fanatics. Yeah. And for one to talk you know, a little bit of shit to another. It, no, it's Steph. He about like to break that three-point record.
0: It's fun to like, see no, grown dudes doing titles. what I
2: was doing when I was five. <laughs> and that and was my And that pick. I wish I could have done <laughs> what they're doing. To what, LeBron's got to be pushing 40, so he's only a little bit younger than me.
0: And time flies. But I think yep. I mean I think at the end of the day, I think he's a he's a great candidate to be I think accolades doesn't matter. I think a lot of people say, like, oh well look at Jordan want this and you want that. But I think the difference between Jordan and him is that he just made the entire league better. Like he held everyone to a standard. Like whether you play with a him different standards. He Yeah, he was as tough as on his own teammates as he was on players that he yep. played against. And I think that's what makes Whether you whatever you think of him as a person that has nothing to do with how he his character as a person, I think, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. play on the courts,
2: play on the court. You could be a killer on the court and, you know, whatever in person. And that don't mean you're not the goat of your sport. Maybe a shitty human, but (laughs) a great athlete in your particular sport. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Just really just can there, you know, can there be two goats?
0: They can. I mean, My there's, opinion. there's more than one
2: goat in on the farm. It's true. And they all go. <laughs> <laughs> they all do.
0: I think so. Uh, I think yeah, it's a no, mindset. The goat is a mindset. A, it yeah. is.
2: But it's also really just a label. Us people, us, yeah. us fans put on other players. And really, we all just end up jumping on a bandwagon. And Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, he's the best. Well, he's been labeled the goat. So, yeah, he's the goat. But, yeah, yeah there, I, I agree. There could be multiple. because
0: Multiple. I mean, you can go down the line. Tim Hardaway, I Alan Iverson Penny Hardaway Penny Hardaway, oh. penny Hardaway. Uh, shit. I
2: still have that Latrell
0: Sprewell thing. Before he wanted to Start choking people out um, I mean you know
2: <laughs> I love Latrell Sprewell, <laughs> Sprewell Was the had. shit till he, he was
0: Till he, he was. choked Somebody out I mean what is that called Since you're running you running for DA Like if you choke Somebody out That's assault that's a that's One assault, yeah. <laughs> How many How many can you get What's the minimum <laughs> For that like six months I get six months House arrest <laughs> Uh, we uh, we ask all the hard questions here at we Are Sacramento. We <laughs> well, uh, uh,
2: yeah, yeah, that was Ratchet Ass Sports. All right, man. So, man Mr. Miles today. Jolly. Come yeah. to
0: goats. Well, that was Ratchet Out Sports with
2: Mr. Miles Jolly. And we're keeping it short. We, we, it we got is- a we got
0: a hard seven today. We've never had that, so we're gonna make that happen. All right. Because right. we suck at following the rules. <laughs> it's true. And so this it's is true. True. gonna be this is gonna this is gonna be a good one. <laughs> all right, so this is where this is the red hot seat now. Yep. Um well there's water seeping through the wa- the 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 door, so hopefully nobody gets electrocuted. <laughs> uh, but with that being said, uh, people, uh, we didn't do it; uh, it wasn't me. So, but we have Alana Matthews, and you are running for DA. Yes,
1: that's correct.
0: All right, now here is what I'm going to say. We are is an honor to have you here. Uh, when I got the email that you wanted to be here, I was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> we are we don't know why, but we appreciate that the fact that people like yourselves and Duke and Rafa want to come here and kind of, you know.
2: Tell us who they're all about. Tell you know. us what you're all
1: about. Absolutely. I think it's important, you know, so often, especially when we get into politics or elections, we overlook some of the most important voices. Yeah. Um, and oftentimes, especially when we're talking about crime, we you know, we've normalized that in certain communities and against certain types of people. Yeah. And um, there's an expectation that some communities or some people will just be passive in the political process. Mm. And I don't believe that. I believe that everyone has a role. And that's part of the reason of why I'm running and what I'm about is about opening the system up so we can include more voices, more people, more perspectives, more experiences to get engaged and get involved. And that's how we will achieve equal justice under the law. And that's my jam. That's what I'm trying to do.
0: (laughs) Yeah,
2: Yeah, you can't argue with that. No,
0: not at all. I mean, I think um, I know that a lot of people, when I mean you've picked the hard one to go for because, and I'll and I'll say why in the perception of of brown and black communities per se, because the only time we see you is when we're in trouble or something happened, <laughs> right? Right, and those are two <laughs> horrible situations to us. Why we want to see you, we don't want to see you, but we should pay attention to what the DA is doing because that, that is, Am I wrong to think that the DA kind of sets the pace to how? It all trickles down to society in the way. Well, crime. I guess let's have her
2: explain. what. Yeah.
0: What is the role of a DA?
1: So the DA is the top law enforcement official in mm-hmm. the jurisdiction. Yeah. So in California, we have 58 counties. The DA is the top law enforcement official in the county. But you're right. There's so much power yeah. that a district attorney has in regards to who is charged for yeah. crime, what charges are being filed. Yeah. Um, and what the sentence or what the resolution. And because the majority of cases are resolved, not everybody goes to trial, um, it's the offer that's being made by a deputy district attorney. So there's a lot of um, influence and power and discretion that district attorneys hold. Um, What is prioritized? What types of programs? um, What types of alternatives are available and I think there's a lot of other ways. So one of the things that I did when I was a DA, um, I'm no longer in the office, but when I was a DA, I recognized that what we do in the community is just as important in the courtroom. Right. So I gave a shout out to Gary, Indiana. Yeah. And, and this, is, this is why you're going to find out why. Because I grew up in a very high crime area. Yeah. Um, Most of my uncles have been incarcerated. Yeah. Um, my dad was the only one who was good. So yeah. he never went in. But, um, you know, I'm the first one to go to college. I'm yeah. the first one that wasn't a teenager. But mom. let's not
0: skip through that very lightly. Can you just tell people where you went to college to?
1: Oh, Spelman College. Just <laughs> <laughs> some little school. Just, yeah. yeah. I'm so very proud of that. That's yeah. the first HBCU, black, uh, HBCU for uh, yeah. women. Yeah. But I had to navigate a lot of challenges. Yeah. I was a victim of a drive-by shooting and I was oh, at shit. my pastor's house. Like okay. I wasn't doing anything bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not the wrong place at the wrong time. I was at my pastor's house. Like we were saying goodbye to his son who was going away to college in our youth group and somebody just drove past. <laughs> and the real cool part about it was when nobody was really hurt, everybody yeah. was like, oh, okay, we good. Like no one called the police yeah. or said we need you. Cause it just happened so often. Yeah. And so for me... You We've know,
0: normalized the reaction. We have. Yeah.
1: And then I had, you know, classmates. I actually had a classmate murder another classmate. So I was very up close to some of the most violence. horrific crimes. Violence. And... I navigated my way, you know, my parents told me your education is the only way to a better life. I tried to help my friends, my circle. So when I became a DA, that always stuck with me. Like I made it and it doesn't matter what community I was in. I was always going to try to reach back. So I mentored women on parole while I was a DA. I was actually the only DA in the (laughs) office of the program. But it was so important and impactful because... It's not just about protecting lives, it's about transforming lives. Mm -hmm. Okay, and there is no greater reward than seeing someone who has been able to make a change and better their lives, absolutely. Um, even when you know we all make mistakes, some mistakes are you know a lot more consequential than others, yeah. But being able to help someone, and you know, in this country, you just have so many outcomes that are determined by where you're your zip code.
0: Your zip code, yeah. Where you grew up at. And, and so if you have investment,
1: you. if you have opportunity, you could be very different. I mean, yeah. A lot of my friends, you know, who were in the game, they're really good with numbers, very smart. Yeah. If like you could it, run a business like the that's energy, what you're doing. Like, yeah. like we've said that
0: I like when you look at gangs, if you really truly invest in people, um, they provide a lot. To a community, it just happens to be in the wrong side of things. They provide security. They're asking people where they're from all the time, <laughs> and they're not looked at as parents. Perspective. It's
2: perspective, perspective, right? Like
0: you're, con- they're constantly asking someone where they're from if they're not from the neighborhood. Like imagine if they kind of flip and go, oh, "Let's do a whole neighborhood watch." It's so in just investing. I think what you're trying, what you're saying, to, the way I see it, it's like investing in people. So that it that it doesn't turn into into all these things that doesn't not need to be depending on your zip code. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. And we spend so much time reacting to crime.
0: Yeah. Thank
1: we thank need to step back that. and and have preventive and intervention yeah. strategies. Because
0: that's what I've said about like we're not disrespectful to police at all. We're not the ones to go and say after police or all this stuff, but we do say that policing has become reactionary where they're they're not stopping crime. They are reacting to crime. Right. And there's a difference in that. And so maybe I should ask this question, like because it happens a lot in my community, in the Hispanic community. I've seen it a lot growing up in San Francisco where you were taught not to say anything because of who was looking, who was watching. And especially if you weren't from this country, you were not to say anything because you didn't know that person's legal status. Right. Immigrants, especially immigrants feel entirely scared to speak to police, DA, anyone that has anything to do with the law because flying under the radar is how we survive. How do you deal with that?
1: You have to recognize that reality. And it's not just You know, our undocumented brothers and sisters from Latin American countries, from the Asian Pacific Islander countries, from some of the Caribbean countries—it's a universal sentiment. Um, And so, you have to recognize that and build trust. That's what it comes down to. And when you don't have a system that people perceive as fair and just, they just gonna stay out because I don't know what side I'm gonna end up on. Yeah. Um, And it even extends to you know people who are not immigrants in this country yeah. um, you know they just have had experiences where they don't have trust in the community and that starts with if the only time i see you is if you're reacting yeah. or you're punishing like you just said you know yeah. da yeah. like ah, i don't want right, to see damn. you and and i want to change that perspective i think the people should see the district attorney a lot in the community yeah. Um, I should invoke the fact that, you know, there's accountability, there's safety. That's what mm-hmm. I would want people to think yeah. when they think about me. And there's opportunity. And I'm not just trying to put somebody in jail. But I'm going to give you an example, real quick. I heard yeah. this from. Um, Our Surgeon General in California, she gives this good example and talks about, she's a doctor, so in public health they teach you, if you find a well or a fountain in a community and everybody who drinks from it gets sick, you can write prescription after prescription after prescription for diarrhea. Or... You can go over and say, what the hell is going on with this whale? And so rather than just writing out cases for 30 days, 60 days, you know, why can't we go to the community and say, what the hell is going on? Like, there's (laughs) underinvestment, there's education, there's housing instability. So that's where we are. If we're really going to truly transform the system. And I am just not, I've never been one to sit on the sidelines, even though I'm not like a big sports person, but I'm not one that sits on the sidelines or just looks at the problem and talks about it or pontificates Like I get in the game. That's why when I became an attorney, I was like, okay, I'm going to mentor people who are on parole because I could relate to them. I mentor high school students because I have the same story that they have and face the same challenges. And so when I look at our criminal justice system today and how it's been closed off to certain special interests, how it's not Mm -hmm. serving everybody, I'm tired of talking about it. We all sat at home last summer and we watched how our system is failing. Exactly. So for me, it was a call to action. Like, okay, what can I do about it? Now, I didn't know it was going to be this, you know, (laughs) ended up in this way. But, you know, I'm a law professor, so I was teaching a course. Um, Then I was working on some other things. Um, You know, I started this this organization called the Community Justice Collaborative and did free legal clinics because truth be told, even if you want to consult with a lawyer, some people don't have the $50 or $150. No. So let's just provide legal information that just kind of yeah. give people a basic understanding of what's going on. And I kept doing things because we were becoming more divided and no one was really trying to bridge that gap. People like to say it, oh, I'm going to be the bridge, or, but they're not doing it. So yeah. after all that, I just said, you know what, we're not going in a direction that's going to solve this issue. We're not addressing the root causes. Yeah. So I'm going to step forward and do it.
0: Hell yeah. Wow. I appreciate yeah. that. I mean, because yeah. like, I've, I've been very critical of, I've, and I've even said it in this podcast, I mean, many a time, where, you know, how sentiments like defunding the police don't work because there's still a 90% demographic that needs to call the cops. But I have always said that. No matter what happens to me, I will never call one. And to I mean, I will I mean Miles has heard me say this and I will and I believe that to a core because I have learned that they weren't here to help me at the end of the day because I mean just where I grew up, how I grew up, it was like how the the energy and the behavior was just go, 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 go. And like how do you serve people if you're constantly suspicious of the people you're serving? So I think that's such a hard um how do you call it? mindset of yeah. mine to break right because now when i see a cop drive by i don't go well fuck him i just go well nothing nothing yeah. nothing yeah. Pop, yeah. Yeah. nothing nothing goes oh i feel safe i don't say i feel safe or i don't feel i feel unsafe i just go well there there's goes a, a cop. cop
1: he kept driving he kept okay. driving <laughs> he kept driving <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what i mean but how like i want to get i personally want to get to a point where Okay, if something happens, you're like, we're starting to own things, right? We have this building. If something happens, shit, I might have to to fucking have to call a cop. And then am I going to be received as if I'm not the one breaking in, I'm the one to call you? Because social media has such a horrible power, which is access to information. And so when you see men of color being accused of breaking into their own place, and it's a thought that I've had going going into into our store in the dark yep. when it's dark and i go like fuck like i'm
2: you have said it to me that yeah no, i didn't go get it last night i didn't want to get it. i didn't want somebody to think i was breaking yeah in. Like, you know and
0: it's our store you know but it's just to feel like you know unwary and i think we want to get to that point where we're leaving living in this society where we all can just live together and be like look we're here for each other and like you said we all just want to be at the end of the day
1: we are- Safety, fairness. Yeah, and yeah. So one of the things that I say is I don't lead by issues. Yeah. I lead by values. There you, you go. Know, yeah. What are my values? Yes. Safety, fairness, and justice because yeah. that's what we all want. Yeah. So on this, you know, campaign trail, yeah. I've been asked in debates like the question about defund the police. Where do you mm-hmm. stand? And I'm so glad you said exactly what you said because, you know, my opponent was like, I don't support that. And we need more communities of color. want more police. But my answer was we have to step back. Yeah. Because you can't answer that question. It's a, making a lot of assumptions mm-hmm. unless you understand what police means to different people. Yeah. So, if your experience, your lived experience with police has been safety and protection, you ask that question you're talking about defunding that. Yeah. If your experience has been harassment or feeling unprotected, then you're saying don't fund that, which some yeah. people so the value In answering that question is not on what side you choose, but it's in recognizing that those two experiences exist and you meet people where they are. So when I talk about, you know, opening up our system because everybody hasn't been engaged, but also the narratives Mm. have been defined by these special interests and political elites. And so the voice like yours and the experience like yours has not been a part of the conversation. So we can't even design a system. We can't even be responsive to that. And we have to do that because at the end of the day, somebody is harming. Yeah they they 're breaking into your store, so what yeah. am I yes. going to say? Oh well, we didn't hear about it, so that 's yeah. okay and it's so i 've talked to so many people, whether it 's human trafficking, um, you know wage theft, so many people have been harmed, injured, experiencing violence, yeah. and they 're not saying anything, and we can't continue to ignore that type of harm, not if you really yeah. want to serve victims, you really want to make yeah. Sacramento County safer. You have to open it yeah. up like we've become collateral
0: damage at some like we 've accepted collateral damage. Because of what it takes to, to to just enforce things, I think you know what I mean. Um, the the other thing I think that is is interesting to just kind of see how the climate is. I think, um, like when people see, say, someone like yourself or you, Miles, or I, they automatically assume, well, they're going to sway this way, you know, and. And I'm a firm believer of critical thinking. Uh, Miles and I don't always agree on many of things or some things, but there's always a commonality of, like, we can always have the conversation. It's not politics. It's just on some friendship, you know, and I think we I personally don't work from a place of being right or wrong. Like That's why I can say things where, well, yes, it would be convenient for me if there was no cops, not because I'm a criminal. I just don't want to get fucked with. Personally, plain and simple I don't like to be told what to do Period Right I'm a great worker I'm a good worker I'm a horrible employee If you treat me wrong I will call in sick the next day Miles uh, yeah, yeah, I've said Yeah, this. We're <laughs>
2: cut from the same cloth yeah. in that, I, You in, treat in me that, like, wrong
0: You will not see me the next day I, And I will, possibly a Friday I will quit on you yeah. Without a job But when I'm there <laughs> The man Best employee you got Goat yep. You know what I mean and so I think, you know, being able to just not work from a place of being right or wrong, so many things can, can progress. It's kind of taking that whole step back, see what's needed, and then we move forward as a unit because whether we agree on things or not, the goal is always the same. You know what I mean? We all just want to be left the hell alone at some point and be happy, have justice when things happen to us because I want to feel comfortable telling someone, this happened to me and what's it going to be done? Now, one thing, I like, how does someone like you prepare for the job? Because you're possibly, um, mm-hmm. two families are looking at you at some point. Someone that is accused of something and someone that something happened to. And, you know, I was watching, to prepare for this, I was watching uh, Law Abiding Citizen with oh. Jamie Foxx. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Okay, oh. Right. I, I did wow. my research right. here. Right. And, uh, I've been um, watching what? Brooklyn Nine-Nines. There so it good. is. <laughs> But this was a great movie because this was a great person, a good person, a good citizen, and something happened to his wife. The, D- the DA didn't do his job. It was looking for the win just to, you know, whatever. Like, But how do someone like you that has more sense of Jamie Foxx in this character, you know what I mean, um, more educated possibly. Where it's
2: real life than not a script. Real life is yeah. not
0: a script. How do someone like you prepare for this kind of job where that's going to be the people you deal with?
1: Yeah, so... Fortunately, I was a prosecutor in this county for yeah. eight years, and so I, I was in that seat for a lot of times. But that's why it's important to lead by values yeah. because we want to start with safety. Yeah. So someone has come to you or come across your path because they've been in an unsafe environment. They've been violated in some yeah. way. And so that's the starting point. We have to address that because we don't want to allow harm in the community and we don't want to put in more harm in the community as well. So I think that that is the starting point. And then we look at, okay, how do we respond to that harm? And traditionally I think we've mixed up accountability and punishment. Um, and so Mm. when we focus more on accountability, um, that is a different mindset. So that the other person, the other family, we're looking at, okay, what is the harm you caused? Are you acknowledging that harm? Are you doing what you can to repair the harm? Yeah. And are you going to commit to not causing future harm? Most people who have been victims, and I can speak from experience, um, I've been the survivor of several crimes. One of the main things they want is to know why. Why me? Why'd you do yeah. it? And then are you not going to do it again? Like, what can I do to make sure that you're yeah. not going to do it again? And um, sometimes that, it needs to be incarceration. People who commit yeah. violent and serious crimes need to be separated from society, locked yeah. up. And I have right. no problem holding those type of individuals accountable. Um, but it's, it's using that mindset for everybody. Yes. That's yeah. not going to and work. That, and that almost work. every work. crime,
2: regardless of, yeah. you know, severity. We
1: can't incarcerate our way to safety. So we have to be thoughtful, especially when you're talking about mental illness and substance abuse. And again, you draw the line where safety, when you're causing harm to another individual. Yeah, that's the first priority Mm -hmm. that we have to deal with. That's the first value that we're prioritizing.
2: Yeah. And, uh, you know, I like that you brought up, you know, um, you know, addiction and mental health as well, because a lot of times. There are individuals who, you know, it's a fine line because you can't force somebody into mental health, into getting mental health help or drug rehabilitation. But there is that understanding that this person has a problem and that does not excuse their actions and they need to be held accountable, but does it need to be in this particular way? And I like that you...
1: And you you understand that better when you don't, when you get out of this reactive mindset and like, I'm just going to react to this incident, but realizing I want to prevent this from happening again. I want to intervene. So we have to get you treatment.
2: Because this is a human bottom line. And if we can stop you from coming back, it's not, it's creating safety. It's creating a better environment. And, you know, with those two subjects, it really, you know, there is that fine line of you cannot necessarily force somebody to. Stay clean for one, yeah. but even into treatment, I don't know the necessary legality side, but I know I know those two are hard. Yeah, hard one, and they affect everywhere up and down. This, this
1: whole thing is hard. Oh, yeah, you absolutely. Know, and so absolutely. And, and you can't um, have these broad brush statements of like, oh, this policy is gonna. You know, it's it's complex. It is, and hard. we need a leader who's gonna roll up the sleeves. Yeah not be afraid to go onto the front lines and see what addiction looks like and what Mm -hmm. people are really struggling Mm -hmm. with. Like in the homelessness uh, crisis that we're in now (laughs) and substance abuse issues, you know, mental health. And sometimes it's not even mental health. You know, I've been doing a lot of study and people just have neurodivergent conditions. So for example, you might learn differently and so you hear differently. And so because someone doesn't respond, um, immediately or the way you think they should. it doesn't also mean that they have a mental illness right and so we have to mm-hmm. be responsive to that as well. And when people don't have health care, they can't get diagnosed no. for mm-hmm. that condition or they can't get treatment or services for that condition and it just gets yeah. compounded mm-hmm. and just so we we have to start breaking down silos. And start saying, you know, we need a partnership with our medical community. We need a partnership with our economic development community or job opportunities Mm -hmm. that we can create in education, um, even transportation. Because I'll just jump on this little tangent. Let's just say you have a diversion program for someone who is, um, you know, dealing with an addiction, Mm -hmm. but they got to go test on Thursday where they're trying to get a job. So what, they just got a job, they got to take off from work, and then they got to, you know. So it's all these obstacles that we put in the way of someone being successful. And
2: you almost put that obligation for them to have to tell their employer, you know, yes, I'm addict, I have to go test. And how does that look to an employer? And you've created this strain and almost this feeling of impossibility. Let's not get a job because I have to test every Thursday. I'm going to go have to tell this employer who's gonna judge me, yes or no, maybe. Yeah.
1: And or you gonna think you just got mad and did show up yeah. to work.
2: Yeah. So it, it's like,
0: man. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. you, it puts you. You know what's crazy to it. That's and, why I like when we
2: work together. Yeah. He would just come, bro. I'm not coming to work
0: tomorrow. No. <laughs> it's like, and I and I gave him a two month notice. He was my manager. I we met yeah. working. And I and I look. I may be many a thing. But I'm also not a shitty person to an extent, and I go, "Hey, fam, look, man, I already feel it, bro. I'm. If anything, I'll give you a two month notice. Like, and those that was the exact words because at the end of the day,
2: and he didn't get it. He got. The he actually. Of, he was. He called in sick the day I quit. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. It, it was
0: funny as hell, and it was, you know. But I think I I I love the fact that you are here because I think yeah. I think people need to hear that the people of your stature and the people that serve the communities in ways that people don't really recognize because being a DA putting away people, being responsible because you're essentially you're responsible for people's freedom, whether they fucked up or not. Like f- taking well, some like their accountability. their accountability, right? Like, but it's it's a hard job. It's a and you like you said, you were a prosecutor already. How?
2: So, yeah, he, she understands. You know what I mean. Long- you
0: understand that, but how do you work with the public defender's office, right? Like I, I met someone that worked in the public defender's office from the fortunate, feast that we were at, uh, volunteering, uh, and he was, you know, he handed me a card and was like, "Hey, do you know anyone that needs their records sponge because they got a grant for to help people that have yeah. had, you know, and it's and it, and of course it depends on the on the situation they've been, you know, away from trouble for a long time, but I think. You know, when people mess up, there's a lot of things that happen. Like you pay for your crime. They say you go for, for a good nickel, right? You go for five. Um, you get out. You Unfortunately, it doesn't end there. You almost, you start not being able to get good jobs. Right. Um, you start All these things start to happen where it always makes it impossible for you to be fully rehabilitated. Because rehabilitation to me, I don't look at it as something like, okay, you're no longer going to commit crimes. But now you're going to be put again in a situation where you may have to. Well, a lot of people go in because they have to. Like, there's people that are put in situations that, you know, they may go shoplift and because they're hungry. Right. That's a hell of a thing, right? And I think you're someone that understands it. But how does someone that gets out, uh, works with? How can the DA help with with the public defender's office? Or is that something that you guys are already working together to just kind of alleviate this whole almost like revolving door? That
1: happens. Well, I am not aware of the DA's office currently doing an expungement clinic, but there are certainly a lot of different community resources. Yeah. In addition, I think the NAACP, they have a monthly yeah. clinic and the public defender's office. Yeah. So I think from the DA's perspective, you have to recognize the obstacles yeah. that individuals face when they get out. That's why recidivism rates are a lot of times so high because yeah. there are just as many barriers. And so yeah. That's why it's important. Again, I go back to having these preventive and intervention strategies, <laughs> no. because if you don't address the root causes of crime,
2: no.
1: you're not going to address, you're not going to reduce crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think that one, we have a lot of diversion courts in this counties, but what the def- public defenders and other defense attorneys tell me is that there are so many hurdles that it makes it hard. You know, you can't have a one size fits all. No, um, yeah. I, I'm a mom. I have three kids, and yeah. I, I used to just, you know, tell my kids, if you don't eat breakfast, you don't get your juice. My oldest son, all right, he's gonna listen to me. My daughter, she's gonna negotiate. Okay, how about I eat half of this bowl yeah. of oatmeal, and then I what about three quarters? So
0: she's gonna be a lawyer. Got it. Yeah,
1: and yeah. then my youngest, he's 22, and there's still a bowl of oatmeal in the refrigerator <laughs> that he's not gonna ever eat. <laughs> so you have to. Recognize. So he's gonna move
0: out when he's 40. <laughs> yeah, got it. All right. Yeah. Oh,
1: man.
0: So how? Okay, fine. Let's do something cool. Like, how? How has it been being a mom and have this? I mean, this is like a real job. This is something you clock into. You don't have a clock or a computer you go to and clock in your time. Like you're you got a real job. How was it managing motherhood? All of this responsibility running for a D.A. You're also married. How does one manage that?
1: Well, it's been a long journey. So I, when I first started in the DA's office and I left there in 2012, um, but I knew that I was bringing my home, my work home too much when my son, I think he was six. And he said, I don't think there's a Santa Claus because he would be charged for breaking and entering. He had a lot of Jewish friends who celebrated Hanukkah. They didn't celebrate Christmas. (laughs) So he was like, why is he going to their house? They don't even believe in him. And I was like, oh, okay yeah let's stop you know the elements Uh, of uh, he
0: started quoting cases uh, from uh, the 60s uh, yeah charles versus smith i'm like oh Uh, shit.
1: but you know i think um you know it's just a part of my experience um for uh, most of my children's you know upbringing i was single mom and you just got to get it done that's the that's the mentality that you have So, um, once I became a single mom, I did realize that I needed because people don't understand older your kids get, Mm. that's the more you need to watch them. They think it's hard when they're young. No, it's when they can drive and yeah. yeah, Yeah. That's when you and now, I mean, they didn't have cell phones really, you know, back then. Um, so now with social media, you really have to be on your children. But I was able to um, you know, deal with my schedule so that I could be present, especially since I went through a divorce. I was really hard on them. So it was important for me uh, to make sure I put in the time um, and just help them to be good human beings. But I think out of all of that, I let them see me be a good person. I let them see me all do all the community work that I did. They were always there with me. Um, and so that's they all went to college and they grew up, you know. They're they're not actually at home, my youngest son. So exactly. after they graduate, well, they left. They never came back home.
0: Man, they should have never gave them money. <laughs> right. Man. That's good. But though. then, you yes, know, they is. all left and yeah. that
1: allowed me to, you know, meet my husband now. Yeah, yeah. We're we're happily, you know, married and (laughs) it's, it's a lot to deal with this, but I feel very passionate about the change that we need to have. I mean, I had transitioned my career to climate justice, environmental justice. So instead of protecting victims, I was focusing on vulnerable communities Mm -hmm. and I had a pretty great job. I was traveling across the state doing a Mm. lot of cool stuff. Um, but I really thought we were going in the wrong direction. And especially last year, we were becoming more and more divided. And yeah. you can't just talk the talk. You got to get in and do something. So so, um, yeah, made the decision. And I've never run for office, so I'm learning every day. Yeah. I probably made every mistake a candidate could can make because yeah. I'm just me. I, well, yeah, you came to. We are
0: Sacramento, yeah, so we <laughs> don't know how that's going to go.
1: But that's so refreshing. like, yeah. And I think that.
2: There needs to be more of that. People running for office. It's this you, you know, it's, yes, you have this title of DA. Yes, you have your accolades, but you're still just a woman, a girl with a family, and you're just you. So I think that's so refreshing to you just come yeah. on here and you. be yourself, Thank you. because yeah. I wish there was more people running for a position that would just be themselves. It's yeah, all just come have a conversation. Yeah. You
0: know what I mean? Because we're not, you know, we're not really a political podcast. We're just a come talk to us about the people and how can we do, what can we do to help um, as a matter of access, how many people we can reach and help out. You know what I mean? I think that's in when you become the DA, not you know, me, for Sacramento me. County, Amy. you know, <laughs> amen. You know, hopefully you can get to your goals and what you want to accomplish and, and change the way people like I, you know, myself think and, and many others, you know what I mean? And do the work that, that needs to be done. And
2: only that be the voice that yeah. is, be, you know, providing that new mindset, just be yourself, be true to your values, be true to the people you're representing. And Yeah,
0: I think it'll go great. I think it'll be
2: great. I think, we'll yeah. great.
0: I think it'll you. be great. Yeah, yes. man, we Thank appreciate you. you being here. I know you had a hard seven. We have six minutes. Yeah. We did great. Six I know. minutes. Six minutes. Six, six, six minutes. Well,
2: yeah, feel yeah. free to tell us anything, anything else about yeah. yourself you'd like. Yeah.
1: Oh wow. Like okay. you got you, you, <laughs> you got the floor now. The
0: say floor, whatever yeah. you want to say to the people of we of Sacramento. And we are Sacramento.
1: Well, I'm I'm really happy to be here. Uh this is a new venture for me. So um, you know, I'm still me. I still yeah. like to um just sit home and watch television. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> watch right. my ratchet TV shows. Right. Reality <laughs> yeah. TV. Jerry, you Jerry. Just edge out. Yeah. Um and I I think also um I'll just give a shout out to my parents because yeah. they really um are the reason that I'm here today. I I grew up in a union household. My dad worked in a steel mill, my mom cleaned hospital rooms yeah. and I just saw them fighting for Others as I grew up. I mean, my mom was the type of person. First of all, if she saw people fighting on the street, yeah. she would stop her car, and we like, "Mom, you can't, you can't do this." Is like in the eighties and nineties, so you had colors. Like, "Mom, yeah, you can't you do can. it." Mom was, like, "I know your mom taught you better. You're not gonna do this in front of me." But she yeah. was also the type of person. If it was raining and she saw a woman pushing a baby in a stroller, she stopped yeah. and just say, "Get in our car. Wherever you're going, we're gonna take you." So, in addition to like seeing them fight for others, you know on their jobs for better wages and things like that. I saw them working in the community to yeah. just help people and and, and and have our people do better and be yeah. better. And so um, I'm just really thankful for that grounding of how they raised me. And and your life is more than just you or a job or like a title. And so um, I'm, I'm an unconventional candidate probably, um, but I I truly believe that we can do it. And we're at a moment now not only in our country, but in our county.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, we can do this. Yes. Yeah. We can actually achieve safety. Yeah. We can achieve accountability. And we can change achieve fairness. And I think, you know, that's a that's a second personal mission of mine is that I wanna change the way you think about the justice system. Yeah. Because once you're a part of it, once you're included, once you're engaged, yeah. you realize this It's about you. It's not about something other. It's about all of us. Right. And so the only way we're going to achieve that uh, so where we're all happy, we all feel safe, we all can thrive, we all can live, is if we all do our part.
0: Yep. Hell, man, to that. We love (laughs) that. With that being said, man. Let me go ahead and close the show, man. We appreciate you being here. Very much. So. Uh, we Very are honored much. that people like yourselves want to come here and and just kind of speak their minds and and talk to the people and, and hopefully it works that out.
2: People like yourself are willing to run for office. Yeah. And run for oh, an elected yeah. position and put themselves out there like this. and... Very much oh
0: right yeah! Here. So Sacramento, look, man, be good, be better, be the best—not to be the best than everyone else, but be the best for yourself. Being the being the best, being a goat is a mindset. Make everyone better. Make the people that hate on you even better, because it'll make your drive even bigger and your hustle. And no one can take that away from you. So with that, Sacramento, you know we got an Instagram. And it's We Are Sacramento.
2: Nine one six.
0: <laughs> and you know we got an email in this info at We Are Sacramento. 916.com and you know we got a website and is we are sacramento 916.com and we are sacramento, sacramento. peace <laughs>